there's something out there. I don't know what it is, but I saw it. Much larger than any of those zombies, and it's coming after me. <laughs> Welcome to the Eagle and Wolf podcast. This is a fan podcast dedicated to casual, in-depth discussions about Resident Evil and other survival horror classics. Uh, we are Eagle and Wolf, but I am Wolf, and I am joined by my friend. Eagle, who's flummoxed by that Sherry <laughs> quote. I don't remember her going, me? Yeah, I don't remember that. that. <laughs> it's very consistent every time I've ever played as Claire. She says that, and it's coming after me. And it's like, she runs away. And then Claire was is surprised that, like, what's wrong? Don't you trust me? Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> But hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, as you could tell, we, we have Resident Evil 2 on the mind. So we figured, why don't we go back to Resident Evil 2, but while we're back at it, give a little bit of a heads up and a gamer pro tip on how to deal with the creatures and monsters in Resident Evil 2. <laughs> what like fucking that? voice was that? Is I don't that, know. I, I really is that like. Matt Pat? What is this? I, no, no, no. I was actually just really inspired by game trailers and I was kind of hoping. Because I did. I watched the Castlevania retrospective actually not too long ago and it was really good. He's, uh, he sounds a lot better than that. I'm not going to give him that credit, but I'm just saying. Either way, um, we're actually going to be tackling original Resident Evil 2. Yeah, the OG. Not only that, it's the second month of the year. Why not go after Resident Evil 2? Um, this oh. is, uh, <laughs> what? I didn't even, th I didn't notice that. That's true. Wow. How romantic. <laughs> yeah. Cause in the end, isn't Resident Evil 2 a tale of romance? You know, two characters meet up, don't see each other again until the very end of the night. And the other, only other romance is just horribly cut short, except it's not kind of. Resident Evil. <laughs> so, um, I think the best way to tackle this it's just head to the police station, but right, right around us, what do we see? We see our first enemy, the, you know him, you love him, zombies. Mm, okay, we're stuck. Yes, I like this order. We should start where it starts because, you know, while it is safer at the police station, you do run into these first. And they are the bread and butter of the series. And would you say they act very differently than, than let's say, Resident Evil 1? Yes, not only that, there's a lot more variety. We have female zombies. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a lot more different designs of male zombies. So, th also the amount of zombies on mm. at any one moment. Like in RE1, I think the most at one point in one room is like four. Right, right. I right. believe. And in Resident Evil 2, they doubled it at least eight eight to nine, uh, particularly right in the beginning. There's a fuckload of zombies there. Yeah, because I think that was like one of the bigger advancements as they got used to the PlayStation and because they could like fit the entire other campaign on another disc. They were yeah. just like, let's just fuck shit up. It's the city. Let's really fill this up. And you know, it works and it absolutely works. And uh, you know, when you say like, oh, more zombie variety. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about more body types, not even just this zombie's wearing a white coat this time. Like <laughs> it really ups it from Resident Evil 1. I mean. Don't get me wrong, Resident Evil 1 had naked zombies, and I, I commend them for even going that far and being like, yeah, dude, here's just naked ones walking around. Um, but with Resident Evil 2, we had all sorts, not even just the female models, you had like different outfits, the police uniforms, and uh, the same dude wearing a black shirt and blue jeans a couple of times. <laughs> okay, so um, 
I think one of the things we I want to ask just about the zombie. Do you have a favorite zombie character model? In oh, this? there's there is a there is an answer to this that is objectively correct. You see this? Okay. I mean, of course, I'm being an idiot and facetious. You can have your favorite zombie. That's not a problem. But there is one famous zombie from this game that has shown up in multiple games just because people love this zombie model. And I, of course, am talking about Misty. Misty? You're you're kidding. You of course you know Misty, really? No, the Pokemon trainer? Wow. All right. Well, this gives us an opportunity here on the podcast to tell you about an old Resident Evil urban legend. Um so I mean, this is something I noticed back on the internet like going through multiple you know, n- they call them nerd pages. Um and just kind of reading through all these these different like, you know, fan theories as they were coming out and stuff. You're not and, even um, going to mention that you did the air quotes on nerd pages? You why am the- I going to... That's not how air quotes work. I, the way, I felt like the way I said it would have implied it, but that's okay. No, that's all right. I can, air quote. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I did it for you. I did it for you. Um, but this was something, actually, I just felt like everyone was doing. Um, it was one of those, like, universal things in the fandom where there's a female zombie model with a red, like, tank top and, like, uh, I want to say, like, denim shorts, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, see, in the alleyway, isn't she? Correct. And everyone calls her Misty because she wears basically a different color version of Misty's outfit from Pokemon. Oh, okay. So that zombie actually became really popular enough to where it started showing up in other Resident Evil games. Like in, in uh, fucking, what's it called with the... Umbrella Core, one of the zombie types is her. In Dead by Daylight, the other zombie is her. You know what but, I mean? Like, it's a consistent why, thing. why this fascination on this one zombie? Is it just because it looks like Misty? I just think it was a fan favorite, and mainly just because there weren't a lot of female zombies, period. So, like, ah. it was... In fact, if I'm not mistaken, isn't she the only female zombie in Resident Evil 2? Because 3 gets another one, the blonde lady. Yeah. And she shows up later. But she wasn't in two. Um, yeah, this is the first female zombie. Yeah, yeah. So well, if we're going to be talking about the zombies in this game, I'd be remiss not to mention Miss Misty herself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like her a lot. Uh, I would love it if someone made a mod that like made a human version of that model and like it like survive as human Misty. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> um, so Misty's yours. Mine is. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite zombie? <laughs> You know, everybody, I think, would probably go Marvin, but my favorite zombie is probably the most gross-looking one in the bus. There's the Mm -hmm. crawling one, and then there's a male zombie where you see, like, in his intestines. Ah, yes, yes. Um, It's harder to tell on the PlayStation, but yes, when you you see it clearer, you can't tell. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, especially in the HD remake, Mm -hmm. I mean, not remake, sorry, the HD release thing. What? No, no, no. See, I don't know what you're talking about because there is no HD release thing. The thing you're talking about is a fan made thing called the seamless mod. Yes, I will give credit to that because fucking Capcom won't. So whatever. Yes, them, the seamless HD mod. Them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the legality. Can we talk about mods? I don't know. No, like it's it. Yeah, you can talk about mods. Mods are absolutely fine. The only thing you can't talk about is, hey, I got a ROM here. Like showing oh. someone where you got the game 
you know, to download, that's the problem. But I could talk about total conversions and mods all I want, because that's people modding their own cartridges. Got it. Yes. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, my favorite one is that one, because it, it's so impressive to me, because the mm. other ones were like, oh, shit, it's a regular zombie, you know, regular colors. But this one, like, you actually saw, like, body deformity thing. And I was mm. like, yeah, that's a zombie. That's a... That's Romero as fuck right there. Uh, speaking of stuff like that, I mean, Resident Evil 2 actually, um, one of the improvements to the series was that zombies actually had, what's it called, dismemberment. You could actually remove different body parts and they would actually crawl on you with only half of their torso missing. Like, yeah. I think in Resident Evil 1, you could have crawling zombies, but they didn't, like, they couldn't have arms flying off like they do. Yeah, here. like in Leon's campaign, when you're at certain moments with the shotgun, you could eviscerate them at the half. Uh, well, and the if legs you're dumb, <laughs> and your and the legs keep moving forward, but the the body part also like starts crawling towards you to try and eat you. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. a really impressive visual. Well, it just wants to nibble on your your ankles just for a little bit, and then you kick its head off, so it's fine. <laughs> and you know, you know what's down there? You know what's down there? Probably nibbling, maybe licking your ankles. Oh, let's let's go. Let's go into the the second thing we see in the police station in the hallway. It's a it's a liquor with the candlestick (laughs) Uh, liquors. You know, if you're a Claire main, you avoid them as much as you can. If you're Leon shotguns, probably the best bet. That's very interesting for you to say, because in my most recent playthroughs, which actually have been Claire runs recently. I'm proud um, of you. Yeah, she's she's got she she plays very differently from Leon, where um, you have to be a little bit more special with your ammo. What I mean by that is like if you're playing as Leon, shotgun is going to cover a lot of bases. You know, you're not really going to switch out the shotgun for a lot of things. However, with Claire, it's like, okay, hold on. I've got incendiary acid and explosive rounds to decide between and a crossbow if it really comes down to it and my pistol. So like you can really customize how you approach each thing. Now, Mm -hmm. that in mind, we're talking about the liquor, right? The bow gun is actually bizarrely really good against the No way. You want to know why? Oh, because it does, uh, it, it stacks damage? Correct. Each arrow is a different uh, hit, technically, so it like stun locks a little. Plus, the arrows home. No, the arrows actually curve in the air into them. What is this bitch wanted? <laughs> I don't know, but she does this slick shit, yeah, and she kind of like waves her arm over with the crossbow and it flies. Yeah, yeah, you can see it in my randomizer where there, I'll have a room full of three liquors or something and I fire at the one all the way at the end and it, the, the arrows will fire forward and then just merge downward. So the actually, I would say the bowgun is really good. I feel like as we go through this episode, we have to be a little bit more specific about like, hey, how do you approach this monster with the character you're playing as? Because RE1, it's a little bit, you could be, it's the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this one, it really matters. Yeah, the liquors, the liquor kind of fulfills a, I want to say well, sub-boss role. 
I'm sorry, I just want to correct myself there. Jill has the bazooka and the three different grenade launcher types. I just feel like it didn't really matter as much, but I could be wrong. But continue. Yeah, sorry. Um, liquor kind of fulfills the sub-boss category. Zombies, zombie dogs, crows. Those are just common enemy types. So a liquor, okay. I mean, I usually avoid when I'm doing a clear run. I usually I'm doing a clear run. I walk <laughs> away from the fucking liquor because if you walk and don't have any sound and don't touch, you'll be fine. And it's- by walking, of course, you mean ice skating. Oh, yeah. The the, the ice skate method. Yeah. Uh, holding up, tapping square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, for those who don't know what the ice skate method is, is you're basically initiating the run animation, but stopping it by letting go. So you're like mashing the run button. So you start it, stop, start, stop. And it creates this weird thing where your character's just gliding and it doesn't make a footstep. So it's useful for lickers and an enemy we're going to be hanging out with in three um, that also can listen to that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, um, but uh, what was I going to say about that? It, w- interesting enough, because you say that they like fit in the sub boss category. I want to bring this up in how weird Resident Evil 2 paces this. Because think about how Resident Evil 1 does the Hunters, which are basically the equivalent in Resident Evil 1. They don't show up until end of Guardhouse. Yeah. So, like... Well, you're already pretty seasoned. You've already... You know, yeah. You've dealt with zombies. You've dealt with the dogs. You've dealt with Plant 42, which is arguably uh, your first real boss fight. Because Yawn, you could completely avoid. Mm-hmm. But Plan 42, you are stuck in that. You will have a fight either using Vigil or not. Yeah, I was going to say, it, having a fight is kind of operative because it's like two shots. Could that be considered a fight? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're trying to knife only run. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. Apparently people do it. Apparently people knife Plant 42 and I don't think I've done it yet. I don't know how. I think I might have done something in in Chris's run that lets me bypass it. I don't know, but I'm not very sure what I did, to be honest. Um, But anyway, back to... Yeah, back to... uh, Let's let's get back to the point of the liquor. That what I do, as Claire is that, with Leon, I just find it... The shotgun does really well. It Mm. covers a lot of hitboxes for the liquor. Um, For sure. I just wanted to to mention, though, because I was just saying, because, like, the hunters show up later. Licorice is, like, the second enemy you run into. Yeah, it's the second enemy type. That's the point you were trying to make. Sorry. You run into it immediately, which I'm like, holy shit. And then it just kind of hits you in the face. Like, maybe I can't fight this thing. And you run ahead. Oh, yeah. And by the time you do, okay, say you have Kendo's gun. But Mm. what if you went for the Brad Vickers route? (laughs) <laughs> well, if you went for the Brad Vickers route, no doubt you probably know what liquors are to begin with, and yeah. you probably know to run, you know, in the first place. Um, by the way, I guess, is is he on here as his own zombie type, by the way, Brad? Yeah. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. Okay, so we get to talk about him. Okay, guys. He, he deserves it. He's a special fucking zombie, let me tell you. But, um, yeah, no, liquors, even me, who's, like, someone who's, oh, I'm gonna run past everything, liquors are definitely something you want to probably take out. I know you're saying you want to run through a lot of that, and yes, when you're unprepared and have a pistol, I probably wouldn't suggest fighting them. But yeah. if you're gonna go through this hallway again, the liquor is going to be a problem each time you do, so it might be worth a shotgun or two. 
They do have an annoying habit of what, doing the same thing that hunters do, where like you shoot them with a the shotgun, they fall to the ground, and then you shoot them again, but their animation isn't quite lined up. You have to wait for them to really get back up, and then you can shoot the second round and it'll hit yeah. them. So be aware of that, because you're going to waste an extra shotgun shell for that. Um, but yeah, usually the second tier weapon is enough for that. Um, speaking of second tier weapon, Zombie Dog, which we don't get a lot of. We get more in Leon's campaign than we do in uh, Claire's. I think Claire doesn't even get a zombie dog. I'm pretty sure they get the same amount. Like, it's um in the basement, right before you get to the ladder where they separate, and she when Cherry does the and he's coming after me. Um actually no wait, that's that's earlier in the game. My bad. You know when Sherry climbs into this hole and then she has to go and find the, the club key and the grenade yeah. launcher rounds or whatever, and she throws it over the Sherry, thing? Sherry deals with dogs in that. She, well, Above that, a- like as soon as you get back, there's a ladder you have to go up, and it's like the garbage dumpster side of the basement, yeah. and it's like an outside area, and then they the, the dogs jump in. But I would totally understand why you'd miss that because you could just run out and completely ignore them. So yeah, you, yeah, you you can completely avoid them. Anyway, with Leon, um, I mean, I do the tried and true pistol and knife. When they're recovering. Pistol is always going to be my standby for dogs because A, it they don't need that many shots. And B, that you can hit them from far away and have the same amount of damage. Like, I'm not going to shotgun shell something going that fast at me, especially because they travel in packs and there's usually yeah. more than one. So, like, you get a pistol, bang, and then when the second one comes, bang. And then you just have to keep that momentum when one gets up, bang, the other one gets up, bang, and try to time it right. And that's my best thing to do with dogs. And bang. And bang. <laughs> and that's that's my description. Like, I'm, I'm very much a gun nut, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> I bang all of the zombie dogs. Wait, no, I said... <laughs> Don't cut that out. Cut that out. Um, no, no, no. I bang the liquors, though. Because, you know, liquor, oh, I barely yeah. know her. Yeah, I was gonna say that earlier, but I missed my shot. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> but uh, okay, but um, what else is there to say about? Oh, they're weirdly easy to knife. I'll tell you that much. Yes, 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 they are. I do hate the knife in two, though. Oh, it's I've, it's. There was a joke. I don't know if I ever told you that there was like a joke I read online about the knife in Resident Evil Two, where it's like it's not a knife; it's actually a hologram, and you're actually just hitting your wrist into the enemy. for real dog that's what it feels like um so we got crow next on the bio bc area and i'm trying to remember where do we see them oh we see them in the hallway uh going to the helipad right correct they they well is that a is that a hell yes is it a helipad yeah it's a helipad I mean, a helicopter was trying to land there, but I don't even actually know. Is it? Yeah. It, okay. Yes. It is. There's a big H on the floor, which stands for helipad. It's covered in fire. I don't know how I could see it. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bright out. Anyway, um, literally avoid them, man. Like, they're not even worth a bullet. Yeah. No. I mean, even especially not the knife. Go ahead and poke a bird, see how well, how good that does you. I mean, you could go the approach of like, hey, I like this hallway and I really want to clear it. Here's a shotgun shell. That will clear out the hallway of birds. But I mean, hey, your shotgun shell will probably be better used somewhere else. Yeah, like, I don't even think it's worth the time to kill them. 
Because sometimes you'll miss the first shot, then you gotta, oh, now it's it lands, and then it has to do that flying yeah. animation. And- Birds are very finicky in this series, and more often, the only <sighs> like game that I feel confident in killing birds is four. Oh yeah, same. Just because I can aim and actually hit them, whereas every other game, I feel like the auto aim is never really able to keep up with any of the crows. So, um, yeah, our, our tip is no matter what character you are, just avoid it. There's literally no reason to fight them. Not one. Uh, now we go into, we're going back to see Marvin, see how he is. Marvin! But Marvin's changed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Marvin is kind of a special zombie. He has a, a slightly higher amount of hit points than your average zombie because mm. he is, you know, a top cop. Uh, Marvin's a top, yes. Marvin is a top. But just get some distance, shoot at him with a pistol. I mean, I don't I don't really see a reason to use a shotgun or the bow gun. So um, I actually really like this show a lot that we record because of stuff like this. Um, where we have two completely valid ways of giving advice, but they're very, very different. Yours makes sense. Oh, he's activated. Let me back up and shoot him. I did it. It cost a little bit more ammo, but it did it. You know what I do? Shotgun to the face. Hey, Marvin, I'm going to back up a little bit. Grab my feetsies, all right? He usually goes for a lunge more often than not when you start just doing the back walk. And he'll go, whoop. And he'll grab for your leg. And that's one swift kick to the forehead. And he's done. No ammo. And it's like not even a zombie bite of damage. Really? You can get the the kick off before he nails a bite? No, no, no. He'll bite, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> like, it it does, Um, because we should probably mention that about the zombies, too. So zombies have different types Do of Do you have a foot fetish, George? This is like no, the third no. time we're talking it's about just, biting feet. <laughs> it's just a very efficient way of killing zombies, I promise you. Where, like, okay, so zombies have multiple attacks. We're dipping back a little bit. Where, yes, they can grab and bite you. And that does, like, I want to say a good 25% damage or something like that. If, if right. you're in harder modes, too. Um, or they can vomit, which is something that they usually do on stairs or around children. Because, I mean, hey, I've been there. I vomit around all sorts of children. Disgusting little freaks. Um, then they have another attack where they grab your feet seeds. They grab your feet and then they bite it, but it doesn't actually do as much damage as a regular bite. If you look at your health, it's like half of a zombie bite. So I just trade off that extra damage for killing off a zombie that has extra health. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Assuming to, you get it, because he can just grab you, and it's like, well, fuck! <laughs> you know what? There is an old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> to, to shoot a zombie? Is that? But I'm not even shooting, I'm kicking the zombie. Yeah, there's more than one way to kill a zombie. You um, know what? I don't like this conversation. I need an adult. A G-type adult. <laughs> hey, that's a great segue. <laughs> is it, though? I feel like it's a little blunt force trauma, but I'll take um, it. Dude, a uh, tier three weapon for sure. Fucking grenade launcher and uh, or magnum. This is a boss. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, so, like, this is, this is like, kind of uh, goes outside of our regular enemy pool of weapons, and you start dipping into your, hey, my big stuff. So get the biggest stuff and just wail on it because it sits there in the middle of the fucking room and keeps vomiting little parasites at you. 
And these little parasites are, will interrupt your aiming and shooting. And then it'll just keep walking closer, closer to you. And then that big swing he does with his claw is a fuck ton of damage. So like the like, major- Like thing, a 50%er, right? It's it's a big amount. I don't actually, I don't know how much, but I always feel it and I always have to heal immediately afterwards. So like the, the boss is designed to fucking make you stagger until he gets close enough to slap you. Mm-hmm. So my hint to you is when those things climb your sultry legs, you mash the face buttons and Claire or Leon will slap it and then it'll get off of you and then you fire. And the things in vomits are G-type young, which I don't think you could shoot them. Yeah, I mean, you can, but, like, they die in literally one hit point. So, unless it's, like, a handgun, I don't see the point. Yeah. Uh, We have also Large Roach, which is, I believe, in the same area, the sewers. (laughs) I'm surprised you moved on to Roach so quickly. Well, what what is there to say about the G-Type Young? It's got a fucked up game over scene. <laughs> Look, man, I've died enough times to know these game I mean, over we, scenes. This will be the first time we talked about a game over scene. Well, I oh, mean, you know what? I wonder if Marvin Zombie has a special game no, over scene. No, it's a regular zombie. Fuck, really? Yeah, I don't know if he actually does more damage, but I, I think I've died to Marvin, and it's a regular zombie. It's the same thing. Same thing with Brad as well. They're both just regular zombie types. However, G-Type Young actually do have their own custom death. And it, it does what it did to Irons, where it goes into your mouth and splits you open. And it's like, oh, I don't need to see that. Fuck. Uh, so, yeah, no. I, I Game over scenes, some of them really fucking stick with me as to how, like, traumatizing they are. So that's that was one of them. No, that was one of them. And oh, it only got better in the remake. Boy, howdy. Fuck. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, no. Speaking of horrible death scenes. Oh, Large Roach. Large Roach has a terrible death scene? I've never seen it. Yeah, because you've never died as Sherry in the vent, have you? No. I'm going to tell you, on my list of things I never want to see in my life, having a child be eaten alive by bugs, yeah, it's up there. Don't, don't don't even want to imagine that. That's cool. They ate her? Yeah. They When you get a game over, they, they swarm her. Oh, my God. And it's like, uh, and Sherry really doesn't have any game over scenes outside of, like, just collapsing if she gets vomited on. So this one's like a, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. She got fucking scarabed from the mummy. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's ho- like, again, horrible death scenes really stick in my brain. And that was another one that was horrifying. So if, if fun fact, if you're watching any of my Let's Plays of Resident Evil 2, you'll yeah. find, like, it, I whenever I'm in that vent, I'm like, oh, my God, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die, don't die. <laughs> well well what do you do to deal with them you run away right you have to there's really if you stop to fight them you will die so run so yeah perfect perfect way to get away is just run away from the large roach don't even fight waste of time and ammo and you have a terrible death scene if you fail yes Uh, but these are also easy to get away the giant spider. They don't fucking really do anything. So a friend of mine, um, I think it's Boogie who told me this, where he was like, the sewers of Resident Evil 2 could be a lot more of a like 
harrowing segment, but they filled it with enemies you are just designed to run from. Yeah. So, like, the roach, the spider. The only thing I think is the zombies, really, that you can fight, but they're getting out of the water, so run. Don't fight them. Yeah. And odds are you're not going to go back and see them. No, no. And and even if they are, they're usually replaced with another enemy or something like that. So it's like the giant spiders, they've gone in the series, they're they're tied with the 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 snakes, the mini snakes for most useless enemies in the franchise. Mm-hmm. They do not tend to kill. Their job is to poison more often than not, and that's it. Which there's always a convenient blue blue herb tray right there. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, it would be more of a deal if, like, there are no blue herbs except in, like, one area. But there's just always, there's, like, three different, like, uh, uh, little gardens of blue herbs in the sewers themselves. Not even just blue herbs, but gardens. Like, I don't know. It seems like a little too much. It just feels like at that point they're just being really nice. After like the they fu- yeah. after they fucked us in the beginning of the game with no tutorial, no nothing. Just run. Yeah. Uh, it's the same controls. Just run. They had no confidence, I feel, in the poison. They were just kind of like, oh, ooh, ah, shit. What if they're, like, stuck with it, like, the whole game? Oh, fuck, we don't want to do that. Uh. So they just put a bunch of them around. If you're going to do that, put, like, one blue herb at the end of the sewers or something. I don't know. Yeah. But there's, like, two in the sewers. Um, no, there are three gardens. There's, yeah. I, I can almost pinpoint them. There's, there's one when you first get in, one right outside the save room, and one in the same room with the with the yeah, vault fu- valve handle. I hate that valve handle so much. That, that room is such a fuck you, because it's just like, why would you ever think to bring the valve handle here? Um, But right after the valve handle, we go into a fight with a giant alligator, which there's two ways to go about this. Both involve running away. One, you're running away and periodically shooting at the crocodile. Alligator, sorry. The other one is you run away all the way back to the beginning of this long hallway. You unlock the, uh, what is it, liquid nitrogen or just gas? Some type of gas. Yeah, some kind of smelly thing. Who knows? Right. Some, Some fucking hydrogen thing, whatever. It's, it's uh, flammable, tube. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quite quite explosive, quite festive. And mm. have the alligator come, and with one bullet, you just blow its fucking brain off. Yeah, funny story, by the way. Um, That's how I dealt with the alligator every time I played, because that's how I knew it. It's, it's quite obviously like a set-piece fight. Yeah. You have to get the canister, yeah, the whole thing. But... There was a, an achievement on retro achievements that was make the alligator run away. Do not use the canister. And I went, what? How hard is that? Surprisingly, not even that hard. Um, it, it does cost a lot. But if you do dump enough rounds into it, it backs up and runs in the other direction and makes a hole on the right side of the wall. And I was like... I have played this game well over like 20 times and have never seen that. Like, wow. That's that's kind of cool, though. It so is. it just so it just just shooting at it enough times. 
Yeah, and of course it'll like bring you into a corner with the door, but it, it felt like it was very close, but I managed to do it with Claire, so I don't know. All right. Um, moving on, we have arrived to the lab, come up to the lab, and what is on the slab but the evolved liquor? Yes. I always, I always thought they just like had armor on them. Uh, they are reinforced, but the biggest thing about this enemy is that it confirms that evolution exists in this timeline. So that's good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm just I, I kid. I just think it's so funny that they're called evolved liquors because it's like they basically are, are uh, they're black variants, and they basically have more health. It, I really didn't yeah. see much of a difference. I think they do more damage because the oh, flying well, yeah. slash is like a 75 percenter. You go to red caution. I mean, but I always felt like liquors did that much anyway. So I never really fucked around. So I never really got to experience the evolved liquors all that much because I just was like, kill it. Kill it now. I Yeah, I never yeah. run past these things. I'll tell you that much. No, you, even I. Uh, this, you immediately blow up with a grenade launcher or or blow it to smithereens with a magnum, whatever Correct. you need to do. <clears throat> um, and that's all we need to say because the the conversation on them will be short, just as short as you interacting with them. So Exactly. I mean, <laughs> they're literally the same enemy type. Like, they have the same moveset. They just it's have a, a palette different... swap. Yeah, that's it. A little weird uh, that there's a palette swap, but whatever. That's cool. Uh, the next on this list... I don't even remember them that much, but Vines. Oh, I remember uh, them. Yeah, uh, Leon easily with his lighter. Yes, and this is I, a Leon specialty enemy, correct. And Claire can just... Well, does she even deal with the Vines? Or so, is that just Leon? Leon, his character item is the lighter, so that's why he has it forever. But Claire can find the lighter in the RPD and she uses it to get the red jewel. Now, much like the valve handle, the lighter doesn't go away, so you put it in your box and you come back and, oh, hey, I can use it here. Or you can be all like, hey, man, this is the real world, and it's flammable, and you use a grenade launcher with a flame round, and that also works. <laughs> yep, that also works. Uh, no and fuss, like no it. muss. I like yeah. it, it makes sense. Speaking of flame rounds, you also want to use it on the ivy because, of course. I Well, I'm just going to back up a little bit. I want to say that the vines only show up once in the game and they lead you into a room with two reinforced liquors. So, uh, I'm sorry, pretty, evolved yeah. liquors. Oh, I, whatever. I call them reinforced. Re are reinforced. <laughs> uh. Anyway, but yes, the ivies, I've got to say, I love the ivies as a concept. As a concept? I, I love that in Resident... Like, a lot of Resident Evil enemies, like, especially towards the end of, like, the action trilogy and stuff, had me going, oh, okay, I don't really see this being a Resident Evil enemy, but okay. Ivies fit the bill for me. They are a science experiment. They are something strange and foreign and monstrous. Like, they are what I feel like a, a logical evolution of Plant 42. Okay, yeah. Considering like, they yeah. have plant 43, like, right outside the door. Correct. And I think that's the point, right? It's like, hey, so we had plant 42 in the original, but I want to make that into an enemy type. And it's kind of like a zombie and how it grabs you and then vomits acid on you or something like that. But it also has tentacle thwips. 
just, you mm-hmm. know, does a quick fuck you if you're trying to run by them and they just go thwick and it's like, ah, damn. They're, all, they're also deceptively slow. Yeah. And they do. Oh, they, they do a neat thing now that you bring it up where if you run behind them fast enough, they can switch the orient of their body. Yeah. Um, it, they it's do a, a 180 really cool. quick turn. Yeah, they have their own quick turn. And honestly, it's a really cool animation just to see because like the flower will face one way and then it'll look up and then it'll just be the other direction and the tentacles just follow through. It's it's a really neat animation. I genuinely like the IVs. They're a cool idea. Um, Obviously, the poison one does what it does. It poisons you. I never uh, can tell the difference when I'm fighting them. Neither can I. They look the same to me. But yeah, back up, shoot at them. Your tier three weapon, Claire, flame rounds, of course. Same um, solution for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go to the larva. Yes. Do you recognize this? I do. I, yeah, that's on the uh, computer console, right? Where you that is input, absolutely correct. That is where you put in a uh, guest. Yes, and the password nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, in Resident Evil 2 in the lab, there's this random side room. It's completely optional, um, and it contains a, well, outside the room as well. The larva falls from the ceiling, and it can hit you there. But, um, inside the room itself, there's, like, five larva and the giant moth. I figure we might as well just tie it in there, because they're they're encountered together. Um, this is a sub-boss, completely optional. Um, even for the thing in this room, it's optional. You don't need to kill it to to activate the computer. Right, but it has an impressive death animation when you kill it with the with uh, flame rounds. Oh, like, it blows the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. It it looks really impressive. I don't think uh, I've ever died to this thing or the larva. Hmm. N- neither have I. I. I don't know if it has a cool death animation. But yeah, just I would say three flame rounds will do it. And that's that. Yeah, and by the time you're in the lab, you have your heavy hitters, and it's, like, right next to the exit door? Yeah. No, 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 it's not. Wait, wait, wait. It's near the room where you make the synthesis, so it's, like, very close to the end. You're going to be having your big shit anyway. So Exactly. Knock it out immediately. I will say, though, um, Giant Moth makes a second appearance, not in Code Veronica. Yes, I just realized it's also in Code Veronica, Um, but it's in Outbreak. It's an outbreak? Yes, in Below Freezing Point, which takes place in this lab, in the RE2 lab, you can run into Giant Moth, and it has a, this is again, why Outbreak is like way ahead of its time and it's awesome. Depending on certain variables, your character can get kidnapped and brought into the larva room, and you're stuck to the wall. And it's a unique animation of your character getting stuck, and then someone else has to get you. Oh no! That's awesome! You, you can break out yourself and it takes longer, but like, it, it's a neat thing where it's like, oh, we gotta go save the person, and then... Are you infect? Is your infected rate higher? I'm not quite sure, because I don't think I ever was taken, but like, you both encounter the moth together in that room. It's such a cool little encounter, and it's completely optional! That's great. That's so, that's so good. It's so Outbreak, um, man. Outbreak's full of that shit. <laughs> Tune into that bio bestiary. Ooh, that'll be fun. Uh, so now we come to the the, the big, big bad, big G, big G, the main boss of the series. He has five forms of the series. 
Well, he's the big bad of the of the game. Sorry, of the yeah, sequel. Yeah, I meant yeah, to yeah. Say. Wesker stands in the corner, of angry. How dare you? I worked for him for like five months. Okay, I'm better. Um. So we have G one, very slow, lumbering. Your your basic Hulk like behemoth. Probably my favorite form, if I'm gonna say. I know it's the, the early one, but right. I love Why? form one. Um, what? because it's, I mean, Jekyll form and one Hyde? And, yeah, I mean, it, that's the, it's so weird how Resident Evil keeps dipping into like classic horror for a lot of like the basic, uh, setups for these things. And yeah, G feels like the, per, like first form G feels like a great example of the mad scientist has gone crazy with his own thing kind of thing. Right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, um, it makes sense. He has the pipe on that one and he's really laying the pipe. <laughs> um, he's still yelling Sherry, which is such a neat thing for the monster to be yelling. Cause it's like, you don't know who Sherry is when you first meet him. And then when you find out who Sherry is, it's like, oh shit, I could put this together in my brain. But the game tells you like 50 times anyway, don't worry. Um, anything about first form G you want to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, I think he's a pretty easy boss to deal with. Oh, he's got a nasty game over too. Oh, he does? Yeah, um, so do not get hit with the pipe, because if you get hit with the pipe, you're in a daze status. And it will not matter how much health you have, if you are in the daze status and he hits you with the pipe again, instant kill. Damn. So when you're when Leon is on the ground, he's touching his head, if he is hit again, he's dead. There is no, like, you could be on yellow caution, and it won't matter, it's an instant kill. So what happens is, is that, Le like, he gets hit again, Leon looks up at him and tries to reach up and bashes him in the face again. And it's, like, weirdly brutal for a fucking PS1 game. Jesus Christ, G. G, um, G don't give a fuck. Uh, I don't know if the second form does it or not. I know it's with the pipe for sure, because I had it happen to me. I don't remember if the second form had a pipe. The second form has the pipe still? I'm pretty sure, because he gets his, like claws in third form right but, um either way second form i think could also be a really good example of the mad doctor thing because you can still see his face right on yeah. his nipple it's right there yeah it's right there next to adjacent to the big eyeball which is such a great little design quirk yeah was uh, resident know, evil one the or resident evil 2 the first one to do it probably in, in the series yeah, because I was thinking about that, the main menu eyeball as a tattoo. Oh! Damn, that is pretty sick, I'm not going to lie. It, yeah, it's right, right before he dies, though. Because that's what that screen is taken from. Is yeah, when that's, the train fifth, blows up. that's fifth form. Yeah, um, which I don't even see the eye in that one. It's like somewhere in that te uh, teeth mess. Um, but what I will say is that the eye motif started showing up in all the other Resident Evil games. Most of the weak points are eyes, but like Resident Evil 1 didn't do that so much. It kind of just had a giant heart on its tyrant, which yeah. I mean, functionally, yeah, that's the weak point. But I like the eye better just because it, it feels more like a mutation. Like, oh my God, there's something growing out of him and not just, hey, uh, Phil, where should we put the heart on this thing? Yeah, yeah. right on the outside, okay. <laughs> It 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 does have that um, shoot here, yes. Really though, and um, in the remake it glows. <laughs> so, 
All you need is like big font in in Comic Sans. Shoot there. Or or it could be like Dead Space and you get like three different things. Like Leon will be like, huh, maybe if I fire at the eyeball, maybe something will work. And then you'll pick up a note. It's like, try shooting the eyeball. And then someone will write on the wall with blood. Shooting the eyeball works. Yeah, I get it. I'll shoot the limbs. I'm actually a little (laughs) surprised you haven't played uh, Dead Space, the remake. I am very strange. Because <laughs> it's getting a lot of good reviews. It's, a get, lot it's of people. getting, yeah. And all the people who thought, including myself, that it was going to fail, obviously it didn't. And I, I could eat my crow, dude. As useless as an enemy it is, I will eat that crow. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I will play it. I will play it. I'm kind of knee-deep in Yakuza right now, okay? It's a long game. I'm trying. They all, they all are. Jesus, there's, they're I, so dense. I keep trying to get to the end, like, oh, I'm only going to do story missions, and it's, hi, I'm a sub-story. All right, I guess we'll yeah, do that's you now. Yeah, ha- that happens with me and Like a Dragon. Like, I feel like a dragon, I need to, like, okay, my day is dedicated to Like a Dragon. Well, yeah, no. It, it, anyway, before this becomes a Yakuza uh, <laughs> a podcast, which, you know, maybe one day, maybe one day. But next up is uh, Third Form. If I I really love the first three forms. I'm struggling to say which one is my favorite favorite. I think it's original G, but I love Shark Face. What do you think? I love Shark Face. I love third form. It's so impressive. Also, the music in Malformation G3, I think oh, it is. How the fuck did we not talk about G's theme at all yet? Holy God. Yeah, dude, but that third form, when that music hits, it's so fucking like... Uh, you're fighting, I think, in the train going down. Uh, well, that's the, 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 the tram that doesn't go anywhere. Motherfucker, that's an elevator. <laughs> why, why, why is this called a tram? It, 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 <laughs> why is there even a train to begin with? <laughs> I don't know. It goes up and down. I mean, I guess, I, I guess it does somehow leave the station. If that's the case, why didn't we take that to leave? I just don't understand what this thing is. Sorry, tangent aside. (laughs) But yeah, you fight him outside there and it's just so fucking physically imposing. Oh my god. That is, and there's even like uh, a sound card of an operatic like, and like it's it's on the fucking I was gonna say N sixty four because that's how I first heard it, but it's on the fucking PlayStation one using that operatic shit. It's awesome. Um, G's theme is possibly if I don't want uh, it's probably the best song in the whole series. No, I I really like G's theme. It's really fucking good. Um, I think the remake really dropped the ball on that because it I filled it with a bunch of it, other shit. It dropped the ball soundtrack wise. I will agree with that. <laughs> but then gave a really good theme to Mr. X instead. <laughs> uh, but I will say, I think G's theme is probably top five, but it's not the best song of Resident Evil. I'll have to think about that because there's there are a lot of really good tracks. Tune into Resident- that episode. Oh, That's an fuck? episode. It's not like we do a show where we do that or anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We might do that. Uh In- that's how we plan things. <laughs> That's how we plan things. It's the LP virus. <laughs> oh, well, that um, also means let's play. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, third form, just good luck. Hit him with everything you got, just like the other two. When we go to fourth form here, 
you're going to have to be a little bit more uh, tactile. This is dog Birkin. Oh, that's dog- so weird. You'd be tactful. Like, you, you're acting like there's some sort of strategy to be had with this fucking thing. There is. Run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to and run then, away. And then when he does his dash, that immediately outpaces you and is a 0% chance to stop. He can go fuck himself. This, okay, all right. I've liked all the G forms and I'm not even that, like, I don't care that he's dog form, whatever. Like, it's a different way. He stops being humanoid. He's become more monster than man now. I get it. I totally get it and that's fine. He's too fast. He stun locks too hard. He hits too hard. And and he's, he has no strategy. He is an RNG fucking nightmare. He will stay on top of those gas tank canisters for as long as he fucking wants. And he will jump down off camera and appear off of some random side because this motherfucker cheats. He teleports. Can you sense the frustration in my voice? Because yeah, I've been trying I, to... I feel like you've lost a lot of no save runs to Dog Birkin. No, no, I don't. I don't do no save runs because of fucking Dog Birkin. Don't even start with me. But no, it's not even that. It's that I've been. I tried to get a trophy where it's uh, on retro achievements where it's beat Dog Birkin without ever getting hit once. And I swear to you, it is an. It is RNG. It is completely random because. Did you get it? No. <laughs> fucking no. You want to? I've determined that I. I can't get it as Claire. I know some people apparently can, but I can't get it as Claire. The fucking grenade launcher is just not fast enough. He fucking jumps down and does a little love tap. I'll run off to dodge a fucking ram and he'll appear on the opposite side of the screen. And you're just like, no, that's not how the physics work in this game. He breaks all of them. Fuck dog Birkin. Good luck when you're dealing with dog Birkin. This is probably the worst form of Birkin to deal with. So good luck. If you're nervous and you're like, oh shit, then I have no strategy. Oh, there is a strategy, but it's fucking bullshit. It's essentially stock up on healing items and just try to muscle it out. That's the strategy. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Take four healing, full heals. And yeah, because and, and then one of those bites where he grabs you and then throws you to the side. Like, fuck right off, dude. It takes six years for me to get up. Ugh. Um. So fifth form is the true boss ending. I think the... Bro, it's, it's stupid. Just shoot it. Just shoot it until you get... You know, the eventual game over screen. The eventual game over screen. Right? I mean, that's really all it is. Yeah, like, I mean, he he does go down. It's just really annoying because he keeps interrupting you. And I get that that was the thing with the G adult too, but I felt like that was more fair because he had like a whole add-on enemy centered around it. And he didn't teleport. So... Right, but fifth form, like, you just have to unload as much ammo you have on him. Oh, he is sort of a set piece boss, yeah. Yeah, like that's there's nothing really to deal with him. Um he's more of like a oh my god, he's gotten this big. And if I exactly. had a dime every time, you know. <laughs> um I don't should we go on to Tyrant? The other Well, the only way to kill fifth form is he blows up. 
<laughs> there you go. There's your strategy. Keep unloading and do your victory lap. But yes, let us talk about Mr. T himself, uh, Tyrant. Well, well, Mr. X. Well, that was the joke because he's a tyrant. But yes, thank you. <laughs> um, Really cool guy. You shoot him a bunch of times, he will drop ammo. Really cool guy, he says. <laughs> um, He's got a bitchin' coat. Yes, uh, yes. He he wants to make sure that you returned your library books back to the library. Correct. Um, He's very upset with Claire, who does not have a valid hall pass. Or, or Leon. He's like, excuse me, she's clearly not interested in you. No, yeah. hold on. I'll take a bullet for her. Damn it. Damn it, Leon. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, um... That boy yeah. ain't right. Uh, Tyrant, that officer ain't right. <laughs> Tyrant will follow you. Uh, he is a set-piece boss at times, but he's just basically a bullet sponge. Uh, he has uh, yeah. the same attacks over and over, which is a double axe handle, a right hook, and a left hook. Like uh, more, more, than, more so than other enemies in the game, he is more of an enemy you'd want to run from. I think that's how he's designed. You're supposed to get around him and then come back to places. But if you do beat him, yeah, you get shit. So it's sometimes worthwhile because he'll drop something really strong. Which um, is a yeah. tactic they revisited for Nemesis. Correct. In fact, I really like how Nemesis and Mr. X kind of have the same coat, except Nemesis is black. So it kind of makes yeah. him seem more like a deep project, something cooler and edgier with the black leather. But um, it, you can see the relation between Mr. X and Tyrant, and I really do like that. Um, Tyrant, I, I, why is he listed as Tyrant here? His name is Mr. X, goddammit. Um, Mr. X has a tendency of busting through a fucking wall, Kool-Aid man style. Oh, yeah. Just fuck you. Um, and he scares the shit out of me every time, despite playing this game so many times. Um, it jump scares me. Really? It doesn't affect you? No, I expect it. No, no. When you use the lighter on the fucking, uh, in the press room, and he bursts through that wall, shit myself there. When you go to the, the third floor to use the crank to get into the attic, shit myself there. Like, every okay, time the this fucker. The first time with the uh, lighter, yes, I did shit myself, but after that, I figured he was around every corner. I, I always feel like I know when it's gonna happen, and it just happens a second later than I expect it. And it gets me every fucking time. So I don't know. He's he's still scary to me sometimes. He's He is physically imposing and visually impressive. And speaking of, he also has a mutation. His uh, last form, which basically looks like a beefier version. Yeah. Basically of Resident Evil 1 Tyrant, the super tyrant or whatever. Um, unload on him, run away. He's got some devastating claw attacks. And he's fast. I mean, the, if you played Resident Evil 1, he's Tyrant again. Who decided to give Tyrant a flash step? Like, this is a goddamn ninja <laughs> anime. Fuck. I mean, I get the idea that he's supposed to be like some ultimate weapon or something. But at the same time, it's like, bro, back up. Back up. I don't need this dodge. Like, not even, like he'll dodge. Your bullets, and it's like, bitch, these are big bullets. I don't need you dodging these. And on top of that, he'll dash at you. And I'm fine with the dash if it didn't immediately follow up with a shoryuken and immediately hit me in the face. So, like, 
it, it feels hard to get around, but the answer is to sort of run in circles around him as best you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Until you get the rocket launcher and blow him up. Much like Tyrant at the end of Resident Evil 1. I feel like it was very much rehashing that fight, except he has like a few extra moves. Yeah, that was probably the worst thing about Welcome to Raccoon City. Ada Wong didn't just miraculously give Leon a rocket launcher for the event. Who are you? Well, I think you should wrap this one up with a bow. Tell us, how do we get to Brad Vickers' zombie? When does he show up? So, uh, this is like my favorite little um, unlockable thing, because I don't think I've ever played a game who has an unlockable thing, like, method like this. So, in Resident Evil 2, in the beginning, it's a giant, like, fucking shit show with shit popping off with a ton of zombies coming at you. In a good way, mind you. And City's on fire, everything. Right. Things are coming at you from the woodwork. And the idea is, is that at the end of the game, it says, During that segment, do not pick up any items on the way to the police station. And you're like, that's interesting. Um, so, and it shows a screen of that area under the, the RPD front door that tells you where to go. Uh, so you go through the first segment of the game without picking up any items, letting the bus zombie grab your feet. It's fine. Uh, then you go down into the stairwell and lo and behold, Brad Vickers from Resident Evil 1 is down there as a zombie. Now, I want to frame this in a way because like, I feel like it's very easy nowadays to be like, Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, Brad, he's, he was there in Resident Evil 3, so why wouldn't he be there? But if you didn't have Resident Evil 3 as context, you're like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, right? why, is he, why is this special zombie who, does, who only has that character model? He's yes. He's the only one with it. He's, he's uh, a very unique zombie, and he's eating a shit ton of hits. Yeah, dude. That fucking vest he's got on is bulletproof or some shit. Yeah, man. And it's actually harder to get the thing where he grabs your feet and kick his, his head off. The thing I do to Marvin, he doesn't do it as often. So it's like harder to get it to come off. So you have to actually sit there. And since you didn't pick up anything, you use your six bullets and try and knife them with the rest. And it works, but it takes a while. Or before you even fight, you activate his appearance. You go around him, go back in there into the main hall, get the bullets there, and then come back and shoot. Yeah, I I always, I know you can do that, but I always feel like he's going to despawn if I do that. And I know it doesn't, but I always feel like in the back of my brain, if I fuck up this pick up something on the police station. Hey, this game wasn't yeah. made by Bethesda. I know, but it, ever since I was younger, man, I felt it. And I say younger like if I was a kid. I played Resident Evil 2 for the first time when I was, like, 13 or something, so it's fine. Like, I watched my brother mainly play when I was young, young. Um, right. So, like, I just felt like I was going to fuck it up, so I always did it in the first run. Um, but, yeah, no, so if you had no context of Resident Evil 3 or the rest of the series as a whole, you're like, who the fuck is Brad? And you're like, oh, he's the helicopter pilot from Resident Evil 1? The one we don't ever see? Yeah, we only ever hear him. We never see him. He's yeah. in the book. He's in the booklet. If you look at the booklet. But yeah, that's it. he's in the booklet and you hear him on the radio. And then that's it. He's not even in the intro or the outro or nothing. He's just the helicopter flying away. Wait, don't go. Slow hand. Um, But yeah, no, so you, you get to Brad and it's actually just a really neat little detail. It's like, what a weird way to like. Uh, and what do you get when you kill him? 
I'm getting there. I was just saying it foreshadows Resident Evil 3. It's neat. You find out why he turned into a zombie. It's a, it's a really cool payoff that didn't yeah. make any sense in the remake, goddammit, but whatever. Anyway. <laughs> like, tune in for that other episode where we talk about the remakes. They ruined that whole reveal just because they wanted to get a quick little word. Oh, the zombie said something. Does it matter in the overall scheme of it? No. Okay. Anyway, so when you kill Brad, you get the special key. And boy, do I love the fucking special key. Probably one of my favorite key items in the entirety of the series. Um, you get the special key and you go into the dark room, that place where you develop the photographs. In the corner of the dark room, there is a locker. In that locker, there may, may be either two or one costumes. <laughs> one or two costumes to pick from, depending on if you're Leon or Claire. And an unlockable gun. Depending if you're Leon or Claire. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting to me because in Resident Evil, the female characters usually get more costumes. It's just something that happens, especially in the later games. But right. in this game, Leon gets the two costumes. And, and like, Claire gets the... I, I love... Okay, we already talked about the alternate costumes, but we'll just go over briefly. I'll say Leon's, you say Claire's. Uh, ooh, we could also talk about the N64 ones. Teehee. Uh, Leon has a... We did a Fashion Stars yeah, episode. We did a whole thing about the costume. So if you want to hear more about it, be sure to check out our Fashion Stars on Resident Evil 2. But you get two alternate costumes for Leon. It's the biker and the... No, it's the tank top. Is the biker in the original? I'm getting confused yeah. with N64. Yeah. Okay. It is, with the skull on the back. With the skull, that's it. Because Gay Biker is in Nintendo 64, where he yeah. has the assless chaps. Yeah. And then and then the his stars uniform, which is weird as fuck that he has one in the N64 version. So Which well, looks let's... like a SWAT outfit. I love it. I actually do love it. And what about Claire? Claire, I uh I think in the N64 one just gets like a recolor of a purple of this color. Which is a yeah. beautiful blue and bright orange flames on the side biker outfit. It's a which, denim jacket. Yeah. Uh, this one is made in heaven, or because her uh, original jackets let me live, right? It, both of them are made in heaven because she doesn't get let me live until Code Veronica, I think. Got it. Got it. Um, remove my I, Resident Evil wait, fan card. No, no, remove mine too. Evil 2 OG. I don't even think there is anything on the back of the there original. Is some, there, there is something on the back. Or is it just a big fucking phoenix? I think it's just a big fucking phoenix, but I'm going to look. Uh, but no, she bro. also, she also gets a Colt single action army, which is a six shooter revolver, which is great. Here's the front part. Can I get the back? Oh, <gasps> Balls exposed live on stream. What? It's let me live. I was right. You were right. It's she gets her code Veronica on this early. I didn't even realize let me live was that early. I'm sorry. I'm a no. man. No, you took my card. It's okay. <laughs> this is what this is what is right. I will earn it back in my own way. Don't worry. But um, yeah, I can't I just, believe I took I took a dub from the fucking trivia champion from the and it's a costume trivia, which is extra spicy and hurts on the way out. Um, it's all right. You you never liked Claire. I do. I did like Claire. I, I like Jill more now, but I did like Claire. Um, and yeah, well, if you want to hear more about the costumes, be sure to check that out. But this is the monster episode, uh, and that is what Brad Vickers gets you. 
And um, I'm pretty sure we have accurately told you how to deal with everything that the we, Raccoon City Police Department has to have offer. Completed the BioBeast area of Resident Evil 2. And as always, let us know what you think or how you deal with these over on Twitter. My Twitter is at Adrian Doodliness. Uh, Wolf, what's your Twitter? And you can find me at Bone King TV. Um, be sure to check out the other episodes we've done. We've done all, all sorts of shit. If we've got another bio bestiary on Resident Evil 1, if you want to check that out. Um, actually, I was thinking about it. There's actually one monster we missed. Who? Yeah, um, so there's this really, it's, it's a pursuer type. And, like, it's constantly fucking following you, and you only get rid of it, like, for, like, brief segments. It's exclusive to Claire's game. Um, and, like, no weapons work against it. Like, it just doesn't even fucking register. And it doesn't, I don't even think it has a health bar. So it's, like, this constant force that won't leave you alone, and it keeps trying to grab your ass. <laughs> what, what is it? You're gonna want to avoid it. It's it's very small, has blonde hair, and it's it's constantly <laughs> running at you. All right. Oh, oh God, she's here now. Oh no, she's coming after me. Right. <laughs> but I saw it, much larger than any of those zombies, and it's me. What's wrong, Claire?